Father. It's hard to say the truth. It's not just hard to say the truth because I want to be liked or because I care what people think. It's hard to say the truth because I love people. And I want them to know that everything's going to be okay. Sometimes I filter the truth and I don't tell them the whole truth. God, because I want them to feel good. That's just because I love them. I understand how Jesus must have been broken, or does he looked out on the people? And as they were lost, as sheep without a shepherd, and he just saw, he just saw their brokenness, God. And Paul, as he would share good news with people, he would just beg you, and he would just say, God, I'm willing to be accursed. I'm willing to be cut off from you. If these people would just embrace the truth, if they would embrace the gospel. God, I pray that right now, no matter how bad it hurts, I pray that I'd be full of courage, your courage, Father, that I might be able to preach your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So I, uh, I recognize fully that uh, most people don't know what it's like to be a pastor that you don't understand the the burden the crushing weight I'm not saying that to try to get you to feel sorry for me or anything like that I, I'm, I promise I'm not trying to do that At Simple Church, we are now 11 days away from celebrating our three-year anniversary here at Simple Church. And God had impressed upon my heart what Simple Church was supposed to look like and how, you know, we weren't supposed to care about things like how we dress. And that was supposed to be something that we didn't, who cares how we dress? We don't even think about that. You can wear a tuxedo, you can wear... Your pajamas, we don't care, you know, that's just who we are, you know, it doesn't matter. 
And we were going to be a serving church, you know, from the very first day. We said, we've got mission projects, and we're going to do Operation Christmas Child, and we're going to, this is what we're going to be about. And we're three years in now, right? And I really think one of my responsibilities as a pastor, one of the burdens I have as a pastor is God has to show me the gaps. God has to show me the holes. God has to show me the areas where we need to pause, take pause and say, okay, this is where we need to check ourselves for just a moment. I think we need to pause for just a moment, okay, before we are ready to pat ourselves on the back and say, we're three years old now, what a great job we have done, and Look, we have done some phenomenal things, okay? We have traveled to Haiti. We have done farm-to-table things where we have delivered food to people in Haiti that did not have food. We're going to pack food for people in Haiti coming this spring. We have delivered shoeboxes to kids that will never, ever get anything if we hadn't done that, you know? We've done wonderful things. We have served in the name of Christ, and people have felt the love of Jesus because of the things that we have done. Absolutely. Every person in here got a piece of paper, hopefully. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, I want you to take that piece of paper. If you have been a disciple of Jesus Christ, I'll even give you a little bit of an out here. So let's say if you have been a disciple of Jesus Christ for more than six months, okay? I want you to write the word disciple across the top. Now, Brett's going to put it up on the screen. Disciple. Disciple. You can turn it sideways, portrait landscape, I don't care. Okay. Now. Jesus gave us a new commandment. He gave us one thing we were supposed to do. One thing. You know, he told us how we're supposed to live. Yes, we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves and love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's how we're supposed to live. But he gave us a new commandment, and we're going to talk about that today. But he gave us one new commandment, right? What was that? Go and make disciples, right? Disciples. So add an S to that. Add an S to that. So what I want you to do right now, this is going to be super duper easy for you. All you have to do is take your sheet of paper that you have right now on your, li- on your lap and write down every single person that you're making disciples of Jesus Christ 
Every single person that you're pouring Jesus Christ into right now and you're making disciples of Jesus Christ. You see the problem? You see the problem? You see the problem? You see the blank stares? You see the looking around? You see the people have nothing to write down on the list? That's the problem with simple church. And that's why I can't sleep at night. And that's how I failed you. See, I'm supposed to equip you to be able to go and do that. And it was right there in black and white. Actually, it's right there in red and white. And I missed it. I don't know what to say. I, don't, I really don't know what to say. We live in a culture today where we want it to be all about us, don't we? We don't want anything to be hard. The modern church has become such a thing that we just want it to be easy. We want it to cater to us. We want it to be all about us. We just want to sit there. We want to check the box and say, we have attended on Wednesday. We have attended on Sunday. And if we are a super-duper disciple of Jesus Christ, then we came to small groups on a Sunday night, twice a month. I must be a super-duper follower of Jesus Christ. And what Jesus says in Matthew 28, beginning in verse 16, it says this. Listen to what it says. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given to you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We do a lot of good stuff. We do a lot of wonderful stuff here at Simple Church. But when we look around after three years, we go, are we any different? Have we made any new disciples? Are there new disciples that have come out of Simple Church? 
Are there new people that we have been discipling that we're bringing to our small groups that we're going, you know what, I just want you to come and see this church family, these brothers and sisters of mine that I go through life with and I live life with and I, 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 they, 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 they pour the word into me just like I pour the word into to them and, and this is where the word is coming from and, and, and I want you to come and see, you know how I've been pouring into you, well this is where it's coming from, I want you to come and see these people where, where it's been coming from. How many people are like that in your life where you're discipling, you're pouring into? There are a few, okay? I won't say that there's none. I won't say that there's none, but there, there are a few. But it's so much easier. It's so much easier in, in the modern church today. It's so much easier to just say, I go to church. I go to church, I sing some songs, I raise my hands. Therefore, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I have filled my mind up with a lot of knowledge about Jesus Christ for the purposes of me to be able to, to raise my hands even more. And Jesus says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. We have three things that we're all about here at Simple Church. Reach, teach, and serve. We got the serve part down. I think to some degree we got the reach part down. It's the teach part, man. We're not making new disciples of Jesus Christ. We are not making new disciples of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because it's hard. Because it's hard. We, we said simple does not equal easy, right? We said that from the very beginning here at Simple Church. Simple does not equal easy. And some people will leave this church because they will say that the expectation here is that that crazy church down the road, down there at Simple Church, they expect you to go and make disciples. I do not want to be a part of a church like that. They are crazy down there. That is absolutely expectation here. The expectation is that you will go and make disciples of Jesus Christ. And that will not be easy. That will not be easy. You see, I can tell you where this kind of came from. I was told recently that some, some people came and they visited our church a little while. And they didn't like the fact that I said, you know what? You should not stay here forever. You should not stay at Simple Church forever. You should come for a little while. You should be discipled. Then you should take what you have learned here and you should go somewhere else. And you should take what you have learned here and you should go pour that into another church. You should go start another church. You should go be part of another church plant. You should go take what you have learned here and you should go and you should be part of something else somewhere else. That the purpose of Simple Church is for you to not set up camp here and stay here forever. So let me reiterate that, and I want to double down and say that once again. I do not want you to stay at Simple Church forever. Take what you learn here and go somewhere else. I do not want a big pile of people here staying here forever. Go somewhere else. 
If you have the truth, then take that truth somewhere else and teach it to somebody else. And there's some people that don't like that. There's some people that don't like that. Man, I just, I want to set up roots. I want to set up roots somewhere. And I like going to church and staying there. And I like having my family to, to have a place where they can just stay there. No, go and make disciples somewhere else. Go and make disciples. Go. Just go. And you're like, well, Kenny, you will never have a big congregation that way. Well, Jesus didn't have a big congregation. Now, I'm not trying to compete with Jesus. I'm just saying, I'm going to start preaching more like Jesus did. Uh, There's another thing that happened that kind of triggered some of this. And this is your youth pastor. He's responsible for this. You can blame him. He's sending me messages by this dude named Francis Chan. He's, he's a nut job. He's crazy. and he, he's, he's preaching. He's talking. He says, you know what? If Jesus had a church down the road, I would have more people in my congregation than Jesus would have in his. I heard that, and I was like, yeah, me too. And that's probably because I'm not bold enough to preach the way Jesus preached. So I'm going to try to not be that way anymore. You're like, man, Kenny, you already preached pretty bold. Yeah, I think I'm going I'm to be more like Jesus. I think I'm going to try to be more like Jesus. And then the other thing that happened, there were three things that really happened that kind of triggered some of these thoughts, some of these things that God was trying, trying to show me, trying to wake me up. Because listen to me, God's trying to show you stuff all the time. You just got to have your ears and your heart open to him talking to you, okay? So the other thing I had is I had this young lady who I've been discipling. She looks at me and she says, Kenny, God's called me to go. I got to go and I got to be part of a church plant somewhere else. And, and God's called me to and, uh, uh, another city where it's, it's very nasty and very ugly. And these people don't know a lot about Jesus and I just got to go there. And she says, the only thing that, that makes me sad is that I'm going to miss the people of Simple Church. And I said, praise God. Finally, after three years, somebody's going to go. Somebody's going to go. So what I want you to do is I want you to take that piece of paper that you wrote, disciples, and change it into discipleship. And when we have the songs of praise, the songs, if you want to call them songs of invitation, the songs of worship that we have, I want you to think about the people that are within your sphere of influence, the people that God has placed in your life, the people that that, that Jesus has placed in your life that you can have an influence on in the name of Jesus, that you can pour Jesus into their life. You say, well, they may not be saved yet. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you can have a conversation with these people about Jesus. You can disciple these people whether they're a believer or not, okay? That's what I'm talking about. And hopefully one day they'll become a believer once they have counted the cost of what it means to become a believer. See, that's one thing I don't think that we do a good enough job of. 
I think that it would be better off for a lot of us to have understood what it means to be a believer way before we say, yeah, I want to be a disciple of Jesus. See, I think that we'd be better off if somebody had sat down with us and told us over and over again, you know what it means? You're going to have to take up your cross in order to be able to follow him. You're going to have to hate your mother and brother and sister. And even your own life, you're going to have to hate all those things in order to be able to follow Jesus. Do you want to follow him? I'm talking about discipling somebody. And then them saying, oh yeah, I want to be a Jesus Christ follower. See, God has placed people in your life that you can disciple. Now you can make a list, right? Who are those people? Who are those people? Now you're saying, Kenny, if I, if I talk to these people about Jesus, they're going to think I'm crazy. You're right. You're right. You know what I love? You know what, you know what I love? Some of y'all are already starting to write names down. I, I, I've seen some, some people already starting to write names down. God's already starting to put some names down in your heart, and you're already starting to write some names down. That's okay. You don't have to wait on me. You don't have to wait on the music. You can just start writing names. I don't care. It's a beautiful thing about Simple Church. We don't care around here. You do what God's called you to do. You do that. You are going to have to have an amazing amount of courage to talk to these people about Jesus. An amazing amount of courage to talk to these people about Jesus. I need to talk to my parents for just a second. The moms and dads out there. When I asked you to write down the names of the people that you're discipling, some of you couldn't even write your kids' names down. Some of them you couldn't even write your kids' names down because you're not discipling your kids. Your kids should be at the top of the list. You can't disciple somebody if you're not using the name of Jesus. This is me just being like real practical with you here. If you never say the name of Jesus, you're not discipling in the name of Jesus. So I want you to think for a second, parents. When you talk to your kids, do you ever use the name Jesus? How are you discipling your kids in the name of Jesus if you never use the name Jesus? Dads, fathers, it is your primary responsibility to disciple your children in the name of Jesus. Husbands, it is your primary responsibility to disciple your wives in the name of Jesus. I am being very slow and very deliberate with my words because I don't want to mince words. I want you to hear me very clearly. When you start to write down names, I want you to write down these names. My wife. My kids. 
Write those names down first. And what's so sad is that some of you couldn't even write down those names. It's the only thing you told us to do. And yet it is the biggest gap in American Christianity. Wouldn't you agree? And everybody thinks it has to be done at Starbucks reading out of Luke chapter 8. Right? Well, that's the biggest lie. Right? Everybody thinks it has to be done over a cup of coffee with a notebook and an old tattered Bible sitting next to you. Right? No. No, that ain't the way that it happens. Is it, Keith? It's a halftime. It's a football game, isn't it? You're sitting next to me. And we're talking about a Francis Chan sermon. And we're talking about some stupid sermon that I preached two weeks ago, right? And how I screwed up something I said and how you disagreed with it, you know? That's how it happens, isn't it? It's about doing life together. It's about talking about what God's doing in our lives. It's about breaking bread together. It's about sharing life together in the name of Jesus Christ, in light of Scripture, talking about life in light of Scripture. As a matter of fact, we're going to do small groups different tonight, okay? We've got small groups tonight, and and, uh, tonight's going to be a little bit different. Our our students are going to do their own thing, and that's going to be up to Keith, but... um, for small groups, we're not going to have food tonight, okay? For the adults, I know everybody's like, oh, but I love casserole. I don't care, okay? <laughs> I'm going to add, this is going to be radical, what I'm about to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to fast until after small groups tonight, right? So you can eat lunch, all right? I'm not going to ask you to die, but I'm going to ask you to be radical here. So you, you eat lunch, but... Until after small groups, I'm asking you not to eat. But we're going to break bread together. We're going to take communion together. And this is the way we're going to do it. We're not going to get our fancy little Lifeway communion cups like we normally have. We're going to get some, some loaf you know, bread things. And we're going to get some juice from Walmart. We're going to get some little bitty cups. And we're just going to pour it in there. And we're going to pass it around. We're just going to break it off. And we're, everybody's going to pour into these little cups. And we're all going to have our own little cups and little pieces of bread. And we're just going to, we're going to take communion together. We're going to take the Lord's... Supper together. 20-somethings, we're going to do this too. We're just going to to get together and be Christians together and love one another together. Share life together tonight like the first church did because that's what we're going to be studying. The the new series that we're going to be starting beginning next week is going to be called Act. Act. What the, what the modern church, what, what the modern church isn't doing. We're going to be looking at the book of Acts. Now, what I have heard all my life is that the book of Acts is just descriptive. It's not prescriptive. Okay, so that's what a lot of theologians or, or if you go to seminary, that's what they like to tell you. And I've heard this a lot by by people that were over me in ministry, and they say, well, the book of Acts is just 
the way that they did things. It's not a prescription for the way that you're supposed to do things. And I go, well, why is it in there? Why did they bother telling us so much about the way they did things then? Maybe it's because we're supposed to be more like it. Maybe it's more prescriptive than what we give it credit for being. So maybe we should take a closer look at the way they did things in the book of Acts. And maybe we should get closer to the way they did things in the book of Acts. Am I saying that we're going to start meeting outside and wearing flip-flops and all that? I'm not saying that. We might. I don't know. But if God leads us that direction, we might. But right now, we're going to study God's Word. We're going to see what it says. And we're going to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I just think that we've, we've taken this approach of, of just modernizing the church so much that we don't want to do anything. We don't want to do the hard stuff. We don't want to act. We just want to sit. We just want to sit and let somebody else do. Isn't that right? And we want to call that church. We want to call that church. And we want to say, well, Jesus is pleased with me because I sit. And I think Jesus wants us to act. What do you think? I know that uh, I know that today is very different, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what God had intended, or if the way that I said things today was the way that I was supposed to say them. But I know that I've done my best to be obedient. I pray that in the next few minutes that you'll do the same. That you'll do your best to be obedient. That God will impress names upon your heart and you'll write them down on your piece of paper. That there will be things that God will show you. That He'll convict your heart if you're not making disciples. If there are people you can be making disciples of right now and God will show you that. Because I can tell you that from a pastor's perspective, when I look at Simple Church, when I look at what's going on across the whole church, I don't see a lot of discipleship happening. And I'm going to do my best to lead you that direction. I'm going to do my best to preach like Jesus would preach. And I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. To help us to be more like that first century church. Let's pray. Father. God I just want to thank you for breaking my heart. I know that there are things that you reveal to us. That as we continue to grow in our understanding of ourselves. God and who you've created us to be. Lord I know that as you continue to work on our spirit and work on our hearts. God I know that. There are things that we'll continue to deal with. Lord, I just thank you for that. And I thank you for the fact that you never give up on us, that you're constantly working on us. God, I know that we all, myself included, need to work harder in this process of discipleship. I look around and I see the disciples that have been made. Yes, there have been some. But God, if this is the key ingredient to your kingdom, 
Lord, I just see that we should be doing more. I see that we should be doing more. So many people come up to me so many times and say, what can I be doing? How can I be serving? How can I be doing something else in the name of Jesus? Lord, I just pray that from this point forward, they will see that discipleship, making disciples in the name of Jesus Christ would be that answer. So, Lord, convict our hearts. Show us those names. Lord, show us those faces. And be glorified as we respond in obedience to you. In the name of Jesus, our King. Amen.